Blog Talk Radio. On our 17th episode of the Ivy, we'll be discussing the past week of Cubs' regular season games, as well as other NL Central notes and how every team has been performing in our division. We talk about it all on our 17th episode of the Ivy. Welcome into the 17th episode of the Ivy, as myself, Thomas, and my partner, Matt, will be here with you for the next 30 minutes on this Sunday night to dive into everything Cubs related. If you like the Cubs, you can be extremely grateful that you took some time out of your Sunday night to join us here. Max, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. All right, well, tonight we'll be talking about the Cubs' past week as well as some other NL Central notes around the division. And also, make sure to call into the show by calling the number 845-277-9345 to join us and ask a question or comments on anything Cubs-related. So, Max, um, before we get into the last week of games, um, I know that we're going to start with last Sunday's game. um, But since the Cubs are actually playing currently right now live, um, I do want to go over uh, first, if that's okay with you, Max, uh, what we're at currently with the Cubs. Um, the Cubs right now, as far as I know, uh, are tied 3-3 three to three in the 14th inning. Um, Chris Bryant hit his second two-run home run uh, of the series earlier in the game, followed by Wilson Contreras' solo home run, his seventh of the season, to make it 3-0 in the fourth. But then Eduardo Escobar homered twice. Uh, the first one was a solo home run in the fourth, and the second one was in the sixth, the two-run homer to tie it. As Jose Quintana gave up both of those uh, long balls, and currently uh, Javier Baez just got intentionally walked, Max. The bases are juiced with one out, and I believe David Bodie, our Lord and Savior, is due up. Uh, <laughs> have you watched today's game, Max, or anything yeah, to add? Yeah, I've, I've been watching it all day, and um, – I mean, the only thing I was frustrated with, like, was obviously we gave up two homers, if I'm correct, to um, Eduardo Escobar. So, I mean, it is what it is, honestly. Like, at this point, our our bullpen's going to be wore out. Our whole team's going to be wore out. And I think, if I'm correct, we have an off day tomorrow, too. So, I mean, that definitely helps. So. Yeah, and uh, to touch on what Max is uh, talking about there, the Cubs have used uh, six relievers so far today, um, and including that, uh, Kinsler, Stroke, and Ciszek, all through two innings each. Um, but the bullpen's been great so far, honestly, uh, with, I believe it's been seven and a third scoreless for our bullpen today. Um, so hopefully that can keep going uh, in the bottom of the 14th. Hopefully we can get a run here. Um, but, Max, let's go back, and I'm going to let you start it off with last Sunday's game. Uh, against the same team, the Diamondbacks, uh, and the W, the Cubs, the Cubs took home in the series victory. Yeah, so, um, Thomas, did you want to start with that game, or did you want um, oh, sure. me to? Yeah, I can. I can. Okay. Um, so the Cubs, the Cubs won that game 2-1 to one, uh, was the final score. Uh, it was a 0-0 game as both pitchers were pretty good. Uh, Robbie Ray went six innings. He only allowed one earned. And then this was the game that Tyler Chatwood uh, made the spot start since Lester was injured. And we saw six scoreless from Chatwood. 
pretty incredible. Uh, only two hits given up and only two walks. Only three strikeouts, but hey, he was getting outs, and it was impressive. And eventually, Javier Baez, his RBI triple in the sixth, broke the zero, the zero tie. Um, but Jared Dyson, I believe with one out in the ninth, uh, he hit the game-tying home run. I believe that was off Pedro Strope, if I remember correctly. And then uh, in the ninth, this was the David Bowie walk-off. Um, and obviously, as most of you already know, uh, I just want to say congratulations also uh, to David Bodie on his third kid. Um, that was the game right after he hit the walk-off single that scored Javier Baez. He then didn't do a post-game interview at all. He just hopped on a plane to Colorado. I believe that's where he maybe lives, Max. I'm not exactly sure why it was Colorado. Um, but this W got the Cubs back to 10-10 and 10 on the season. And, Max, before we get into the next game, I want to bring in James from Chicago. He wants to talk Chris Bryant. James, can you hear us? Hello? Hey, James. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your question or comments or whatever about Chris Bryant? Yeah. Um, So he hasn't been having the best season. Do you think he'll start breaking out soon? I know he's hit a couple home runs, but do you think they'll keep going or do you think they'll stop? Uh, for me, I think it'll keep going. Um, a big thing in baseball is regression, whether it's positive or negative regression. Um, and for those that don't know what that means, um, they essentially you underperform or overperform, not based on uh, necessarily uh, like how you're doing. I don't know exactly how to explain. It's kind of hard in words, um, but things kind of come towards a mean eventually. And Chris Bryant had a really tough start to the season. We saw it with Anthony Rizzo, who really has turned it on the last few days, um, along with Chris Bryant with the two homers in the last three games. But for me, I, I would like to think that Chris can continue this. Max, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think, like you said, uh, Chris has been heating up lately. Um, I mean, hopefully he can finally uh, catch on soon and um, become really, I mean, what we saw in 2016 and 2017 as well. So, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, James, do you have anything else to talk about Chris Bryant, or is that it? Oh, that was it. All right. Thanks, man, for calling in. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And so now, Max, also before we get into that uh, next game there, after the off day on Monday, we're going to bring in Hugh from Kentucky. He wants to talk bases loaded situations. Uh, Hugh, can you hear us? Uh yeah. How's it going, man? Uh, I mean, I could be better if the Cubs could get a hit with the bases loaded. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, he caught out for me at least. Uh, I said it could be better if the Cubs could get a hit with the bases loaded. Oh yeah, the no out. So what Hughes referring to? Sorry, um, for those not watching, I believe was it the thirteenth inning, Max? Right, the thirteenth inning. Um, yeah, I'm pretty bases sure. Bases loaded. The Cubs, the bases loaded. Anthony Rizzo struck out, and then there was a ground no, out. No, it was the 12th. The 12th? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Um, as far as the bases loaded situations, um, at, or at least for today, the strikeout, and then uh, I believe Javi popped out. It just comes down to not being able to execute. And, you know, speak of the devil, Hayward just striked out. Yeah, Hayward just struck Bobby. out, yeah. Yeah, and David Bodie grounded out before that um, on a play that they uh, threw out a force out at home. So the Cubs are headed to the 14th, or bottom of the 14th, and 
they've now had two opportunities. I agree with you, Hugh, um, where, you know, the bases are loaded and they can't execute. And these are the things that, you know, if we do end up losing this game, you look back at it, we definitely had our opportunity. Yeah, at the end of the year, this is the type of game where if we uh, fall out of the division by a game again, this is the type of game you have to win. Exactly. Max, do you have anything to add on to that? Um, I mean, I agree with you guys. Like, I was like, even like just a fly out, like something that brings them in, because then essentially, I mean, we'd be winning right now. I mean, there's no guarantee to what would have happened in the bottom of the 12th, but I mean, it's it's just frustrating. So, well, and especially in a game in which you like the Cubs haven't scored since the fourth, you know. So, I mean, it's been 10 innings now uh, that this below average, to be honest. Uh, D-back pen has really been shutting us out. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything to add with the bases loaded situation, or uh, is that it? Uh, no, hopefully we can uh, pull out this win, though. Definitely, man. Thanks for calling. Thank you. No problem. All right, Max, do you want to get into, uh, I believe it was April 23rd, the Tuesday game against the Dodgers, game one? Yeah, so April 23rd, um, the Cubs won that game 7-2. Um, they improved to 11 and 10 over 500. Um, ben Zobris went two for five with two runs scored. Um, and this is kind of the day. Um, I mean, if you want to say it, that Rizzo kind of uh, finally caught a little shed of light. Um, he went one for four with two RBI and a run scored. I believe he homered that day, if I want to say. Yeah, 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 he did. Okay, so that was his fourth homer of the season. Um, and then Wilson Church, who was one for three with a walk and three RBI, um, he had also um, – no, he didn't homer. But Javi Baez did. He went two for three with two runs scored and an RBI as well as a walk. Um, he was batting three fifteen after that day. He's definitely been, I mean, hot all season. Um, he's, he's been right where he left off. And I really like what I've seen. I mean, I definitely thought that he was going to regress. Um, Thomas, I know you didn't. He didn't fully agree with what I thought on that, but, I mean, he's proved me wrong, and I'm glad he has so far. Yeah, and then getting into the game after that, uh, the Cubs then won 7-6 to six against the Dodgers, and this was an odd game, Max. Uh, if you remember, Cole Hamels wasn't great in that game. Uh, he threw five and a third, but he had six walks. He did have seven strikeouts, but... Uh, the three in runs and the six walks weren't great as the Cubs trailed in this one, uh, three to zero, after the top of the six. But then, uh, if you guys remember, the bottom of the six was crazy as two three-run homers were hit. Uh, first, it was Javier Baez's eighth home run of the season. That was the game-tying homer, uh, and then Jason Hayward uh, with his power strokes so far this year, five home runs for Jason, uh, and that was a three-run shot to give the Cubs a six-to-three lead. And then, like you talked about, Max, with Anthony Rizzo heating up, he then had an RBI double. There was a little bit of a scare uh, late in the game. There was a three-run home run hit by Alex Verdugo. But uh, the Cubs were able to close it out, uh, and Pedro Strope earned his third save of the season thanks to that six-run sixth inning there that really saved the Cubs the whole night uh, in that game and totally changed the dynamic of that series. Um, But... Anything else to add to that game, Max? You want to get into uh, the finale for that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was, it was a little odd of a game. Um, I didn't have a chance to 
um, watched much of that game. Um, I had I had a track meet that day, but um, I did get to see um, a few of the highlights and stuff. And like you said, it was overall just an odd game. Um, mm-hmm. So it is what it is. Um, and the next day, uh, the Dodgers beat the Cubs two to one. John Lester made his return um, off of the IL. He went five innings pitched with four hits and one run allowed, five Ks. Um, he lowered his ERA to 2.37. Um, the bullpen was overall pretty good other than Randy Rosario, um, who's down in Iowa now. So Brad Brock went two innings with a walk and three Ks. Um, Randy Rosario didn't even record an out. Um, he gave up a run and a walk. And then Kyle Ryan went an inning and two-thirds, um, walking one and striking out two. Um, for me, I really like what I've seen from Kyle Ryan. Um, I know a lot of yeah. people didn't really like what – I mean, he's like 39 or something. I don't know how old he is, but he's pretty old. And a lot of people, um, obviously, he's past his prime. He was really good back with Detroit from whenever, like 2011 to 2016. Um, so I'm glad that he's been good in our bullpen, um, especially that we have a bunch of guys down in Iowa who are working things out right now. Yeah, definitely. And also another guy I wanted to bring up uh, was Dylan Maples uh, because on uh, yesterday, yesterday's game, uh, Dylan Maples' best curveball had um, a 3,399 uh, RPM, which is like the spin rate uh, for baseball. And that was the sixth highest curve for uh, in baseball this season, Max. And also his four seam had um, a 3,008 RPM, which is the ninth highest. So uh, we've seen that Dylan Maples and Kyle Ryan, like you said, uh, with those numbers for revolutions per minute, with the spin rate on on Dylan Maples' curve, especially, uh, it's been encouraging to see those young guys make a make a solid impact on the season so so far. Yeah. Do you have anything um, to add I mean, to that game, Max? Before we get into the D bucks. Uh, not really, but, I mean, like you said, I really like what I've seen from um, Dylan Maples, too. I mean, there's been a lot about his control um, and the walks issue, and he allows um, – his whip is generally pretty high It's just because he walks um, a lot of guys. And, I mean, if he can work through that, I really think he can be a dominant reliever um, in years to come out of our bullpen. I agree. And so then when we get into the Cubs' next series, uh, and this was the series that's going on right now, in Arizona, the Cubs actually started a little bit slow. Uh, game one was not kind to him. And, Max, I want to take just a minute or two here to talk about Kyle Hendricks. Um, and Kyle Hendricks, five innings, ten hits, seven earned on Friday. And that included a walk and three strikeouts. His season ERA is now up to 5-3-3. And he has a one-in-four record. So, Max, I guess in short, uh, do you see anything from Kyle so far that – or read anything, I guess, um, about, you know, maybe why these struggles are coming up. As for me, I I really can't pull it all together yet. I think I may need a few more starts to kind of gather uh, everything, but the strikeouts haven't been there, and the hard hits have. All I've really seen is, um, I mean, the hard hit percentage rate um, from Kyle – I mean, really every pitch of Kyle Hendricks has been um, way too high. I mean, you can't allow that many – hits to especially, I mean, no matter who your opponent is, whether it's a horrible team or a great team, um, you can't allow, I mean, a lot of hard hits. 
And what I've seen is um, all of his speeds are down. I mean, I guess, like, during the game, I guess I don't really pay attention that much. But as what I've read, I mean, that's what I've been seeing. So, I mean, maybe it's just, I mean, coming off the off season. I mean, we're a month in now. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a month today. So, I mean, it's a little mm-hmm. concerning. Um, and I don't, I really, I, I think a lot of people had high hopes for Hendricks coming into the season. So, I mean, I'm really hoping he does better. Um, and I think he will improve. I mean, it's just a matter of when now. And we can hope that Quintana, I know he wasn't, like, amazing today, but Quintana's been really good for us. We can hope that those guys can carry the lead for now. Um, but I did see things about in my comments about Hendricks, like, being sent down to AAA, and that's all just nonsense. Um, but uh, that's for a different story. Uh, let's get into Cubs' first game there. Uh, they lost the D-backs in that one, 8-3. to three. Like I mentioned, Hendricks struggled. Uh, Chris Bryant had the two-run homer. That was only his second of the season, but he also homered again today, so he seems to be heating up a little bit. And then Javier Baez, like you mentioned earlier, he stayed hot. Um, he actually trimmed the Cubs' lead in the or the uh, D-backs' lead in the fourth inning to just one run. It was a four-to-three game after his solo homer, his ninth of the season. But there was no other scoring for the Cubs, and essentially it was just a bad game. Uh, Dylan Maples did record a scoreless inning. He had he struck out the side. He also has yet to give up an earned run so far this year, which is impressive. And the only other notable offensive performance uh, was Albert Amora's four-hit game, including a double. I believe all the rest were singles, Max. I'm not positive. But uh, he finished four for five, but he uh, was four for four to start the game. So that was good to see. And I'll let you get into yesterday's W. So yesterday the Cubs were 9-1. to um, The Scouts will let off. Um, I mean, we've seen a lot of different um, situations at the lead-off spot. Um, and personally, my favorite so far has been Daniel Scalzo. He went one for four um, yesterday with a walk. I mean, if he gets on two times um, out of five every game out of leadoff spot, like, that's fine with me. Thomas, like, what's your opinion on, like, the leadoff spot currently? I I still have the more love in, in that spot. Um, I don't mind the Scalzo. Uh, with what we've seen, obviously Descalso has been honestly a pleasant surprise so far this year um, and kind of filling in. To me, he he fills in kind of the same way Tommy Lestello and Mr. 3 a.m. did, but uh, kind of the way they play is similar. But in the end, I feel like Descalso really is making a bigger impact than Lestello ever did. So I don't mind Descalso at the leadoff spot. What do you think about it? I mean, like I said, I really like this guy. So at a blade off spot, um, I mean, he had a career high last year, um, and on base percentage, and I I think he's getting to be, um, a little older now. I believe he's thirty, I want to say thirty-two, but yeah, he's thirty-two, and um, I mean, so age is just a number. Um, a lot of people say that. I mean, the older you are, the worse you are. I mean. I mean, some guys it's like that, but, I mean, look at Justin Verlander. Like, the dude's had arguably two of the best years of his career um, with Houston Astros. So, I mean, like you said, Descalso has definitely been a present spot, uh, present su- surprise. Um, and, I mean, I'm hoping he can just keep producing for the rest of the season. Um, but for the rest of that game, Anthony Rizzo stayed hot. Um, he went three for five with two RBI and three runs scored. He also had had a homer. 
um, as well as David Bodie, two for four with five RBI, two runs, and two homers. Um, I mean, I love David Bodie. I don't even know why, but I just feel like David Bodie is such like, like how do you not like David Bodie? Like I don't, I don't know. I just feel like he's gonna be a fan favorite for I mean a long time in Chicago. Yeah, and he actually yesterday one of those home runs. It traveled 469 feet, Max. Absolutely crushed. And according to MLB, I believe it was 113.8 mile per hour exit velocity. Um, just totally insane. That if you want to see it, I posted it uh, yesterday in one of the video highlights. David Bodie has been crazy hot, and today he added a double as well, I believe. Um, so, yeah, it was a great W yesterday, and. Also, when you look at I, – or you can get into Darvish, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, Darvish went six innings pitched, um, two hits allowed, um, and then only one earned run, but four walks still a little concerning, um, and then eight Ks as well. Um, I really like what Darvish did yesterday. Um, I, I did know he – he did have, like, 50, I want to say 58 pitches through um, two innings, but he did definitely settle in after that. So I mean I've liked what I've seen um so far and honestly I'm I'm really happy um that honestly like he's healthy and I mean if he's pitching like he still has a five oh two ERA, so it's not like outstanding but at least he's not on the aisle or anything. And I mean I think he's still I mean obviously he still has a long way to go to um make up for the money that we're paying him. But I mean, mm-hmm. personally, I think I think he'll get there eventually. Um, and Kyle Ryan too. Like I said, two innings pitched in two Ks again yesterday too. Um, and then Alan Webster with the scoreless inning as well. So overall, a great game. Um, and now it looks like we're gonna have Kyle Kyle from Chicago wanting to talk Kyle the chat. Well, Kyle, can you hear us? Yep. Yes, I. Yeah. Hey, hello. What's your, how's it going? Good. Uh, so I wanted to know uh, your guys' thoughts on Tyler Chatwood and like what his role should be going forward because we saw him have that really good start last Sunday in which he he looked really good. He had his control back and everything. And now I'm watching him tonight and he's reaching like 98 miles an hour on his fastball. He's just looking more comfortable out there. So I wanted to know what you guys thought on whether maybe he should get some more spot starts here and there, whether he should be in more high leverage situations whether because it just seems like he's like stuffed at the back of our bullpen right now and uh, as I say this he just hit a double in the 15th inning (laughs) I just saw that as well it's funny and to answer your question um, or kind of talk about that I think that it's a gradual process with Tyler we've seen it go really bad last year and I think that uh, it is smart to take it slowly like the Cubs are doing because um, we all know what we saw last year with Tyler Chatwood. And, um, but you can't disagree with what you said. Um, we saw an inning in the third so far. Like you said, he just doubled, so he should stay in this game. And he has two strikeouts, no hits allowed or anything. Uh, so for me, it's I would agree that uh, if – we do need a spot start at this point. Tyler Chatwood's our guy. Uh, Matt, Matt, about that. I mean, I mean, I pretty much agree with most of what you said. I mean, obviously our rotation is pretty full. Um, and I know that Tyler just dropped, but I want to finish 
uh, talking about this real quick. I mean, I really like what I've seen from Tyler Chatwood so far this season, um, and I really hope he can turn it around from what he did last year. Definitely. So we're going to get into a fan cast ad now and then bring you guys back for the last five or ten minutes for the NL Central. This Tuesday, make sure to tune into FanCast, where our hosts will be breaking down all things Philadelphia Phillies. We'll be looking back at the impressive outings of Vince Velasquez, Jared Eikhoff, and Zach Eflin and where they stand with a struggling Aaron Nola and a rebounding pitching rotation. We'll look at some key injuries to Gene Segura and how it's affected the offensive lineup and where the Phillies stand in the NL East with the Mets, Braves, and Nats all looking competitive. Make sure to tune in this Tuesday to FanCast. All right, welcome back into the 17th episode of the Ivy. Uh, make sure if you guys have any last questions or anything, you can call the number 845-277-9345 to join us, ask a question or comment on anything Cubs related. And actually, we're going to bring in Bill now from Illinois wanting to talk to have a chat with. Bill, can you hear us? Uh, Yeah. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going good. So what's the question or comment about chat with you want to talk about? Uh, I just want to talk about... Um how he's pitched in this game. Also, uh, he just hit a double. Yeah, so um, Max and I kind of just touched on a little bit, and essentially what we said is that um, we like the kind of gradual process we've seen from Chatwood. Oh, and there it is. Uh, Al Moore just hit a single, but Chatwood to third. Okay, nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, the Cubs have first and third now with one out tied in the 15th. But back to the Chatwood thing, um, I agree uh, with what our last caller said in that uh, Tyler Chatwood's been, uh, he looks solid the last week ever since uh, the spot start. And I think that the gradual process the Cubs are using, um, I think they will try to implement him a little bit more uh, into some more high leverage situations. But so far, you can't disagree with anything you've, we've seen from him. Uh, Max, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Or Bill, do you have anything else to add about Tyler Chatwood? Maybe your thoughts about it? Uh, I just think he's it's been a great turnaround for him. Uh, I definitely think he's been our most improved player so far this year, um, considering how trash he was last year. And now you can look at him as a guy you can go to in a high-leverage situation and be like, I, I have a lot of trust in him. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks, yeah, I agree. thanks for calling, Bill. Yeah. So now, Max, um, let's get into the NL Central. And first we're going to start with the Cardinals week. Uh, let's see here. They went – uh, five and one on the week. They swept the Brewers at home uh, Monday through Wednesday, and then they got tripped up. They lost 12 to one on Friday, but they ended up finishing that series strong against the Reds, and they won the last two, including the one today. And you know the Cardinals looked pretty good, Max, so far. What do you what do you make of their last week and kind of uh, where it all stands so far in the Central? Um, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of Cubs fans really don't like the Cardinals. I mean, it'd be hard. To like them, um, and obviously, uh, just to give you guys a quick game update, uh, Joe Madden is out at third base talking to Tyler Chatwood. Um, let's hope it's not an injury, slashing we need right now. But um, to finish that, uh, I mean the Cardinals have been really good um, so far, just into the season. I believe they're seventeen and seventeen and ten. Yeah, ten. Um, we're three yeah. games. Yeah, we're three games back from them, tied with Milwaukee. Um, for second place. Um, totally honest, I like what I've seen from them so far. Um, they have a plus 28 run differential. Um, I mean, but they've also played 16 games at home. 
and um, they are 12 and 4 in those, and away they're only 5 and 6. So, um, I mean, I think they will fall apart eventually. Um, like I said, they've played 16 out of their 11, or out of their 27 games at home so far. Um, but over 500, too, they're 12 and 8 over 500 teams. So, I mean, there's there's signs that point to that they're going to um, continue the stride over the rest of the season, but there's also things that point to, I mean, that they're not. I mean, maybe, I mean, obviously, they can't be great. I mean, the whole season, eventually they'll have a bad few weeks or something, but, I mean, I like what I've seen from them so far. Yeah, and we don't have a whole lot more time, but I'm going to go one more team with the Brewers, Max, and uh, we saw, like I mentioned, they, they got swept by the Cardinals, and then they did win the first two games in that series, but lost today against the Mets. They finished 2-4 and four on the week, and it seems like, uh, like I mentioned earlier to a caller, uh, the regression thing, a couple of weeks, they've fallen back a little bit in the division. Yelich has gotten not crazy hot. Um, but overall, Milwaukee still a good team. Uh, but when we're looking at the last week, uh, definitely a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, Max, do you have anything else to add with Milwaukee before we get out of here? Uh, not much. I mean, like you said, they've been a disappointment so on in the past few weeks. Um, and something else to, to mention, they have played 23 games against over 500 teams. I mean, obviously, um, just something to look at right now, but, I mean, they have played 500 ball, just about 500 ball against um, over 500 teams. So, I mean, that's a pretty good sign um, for them and their club. And something else just to throw in quick, too, now that I'm looking at this, the Pittsburgh Pirates are 1-11 and 11 against over 500 teams. Um, so they're 12-14 overall. Um, so obviously that's not great for them. Um, anything else to add, Thomas? Yeah, I do want to mention uh, Ben Zobris with a two-run double in the 15th uh, to score. Albert Amora and Tyler Chatwood take a 5-3 to three lead, followed by Chris Bryant's sacrifice fly as the Cubs are now up 6-3 to three in the 15th with two outs. Uh, looks like we should be able to hold on to this one, Max. Yeah, definitely. All right, so with that, it's going to wrap up our 17th episode of the Ivy Podcast here on April 28th, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week on May 5th. Uh, the podcast time will be to be determined, but Max and I will let you know via our Instagrams. Mine is at the Cubs Wave. Feel free to DM either of us anytime, and Max's is at Wrigley News. You can talk to us about anything. Our DMs are open. We'd love to talk to you guys. Um, But have a great rest of your week. And as always, go Cubs go, and let's win this game tonight. Bipolar with the check. I just put some crazy around my neck. The Ivy is produced by Benson Fector. The Ivy is a production of the Baseball Podcast Network. For more of the Ivy content, be sure to head over to our website at baseballpodcastnet.com. Make sure to give our hosts a follow on Instagram, Thomas, at the Cubs Wave, and Max, at Wrigley News. Follow the official Baseball Podcast Network social media accounts, Instagram, at Baseball Podcast Net, Twitter, at Baseball Podcast One, that's P-O-D-C-A-S, one, YouTube at Baseball Podcast Network and SoundCloud at Baseball Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to the Ivy. We'll see you next time.